Good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome, welcome this morning to Monday Morning Choices. I am so excited to be back with you guys for another week, another episode. God is so faithful, so faithful, so faithful. I don't know, many of you may not know, but I'm based here out of the state of Texas, and last week we had a terrible snow and ice storm. And I'm just so grateful that I knew what to do and what not to do during that time. But the state of Texas just do not receive that kind of weather. They simply was not prepared and a lot of Texans were not prepared. And though we were without power for a whole week, we never missed a meal and we did have running water. So at the very point that the power did come back on and I was able to see the news after a whole week, in that moment, you know, mm, it takes you back to that old saying, don't complain about your situation, regardless of what it look or how it feels, because there's always someone somewhere that their situation is just a little bit worse. So be grateful. And I was so grateful. I was so grateful. We didn't have no heat, but I knew how to stay warm. I couldn't cook a hot meal on my stove or in my oven, but we never missed a meal. I didn't have to boil snow and, and ice to have water. I, I, could, I could wash myself. It, it wasn't no hot shower. You know, it, call it a bird bath or that other kind of bath, but it was a flash bath. But praise be to God. We had running water. God is so faithful. In that moment, it really helped me to understand and to just appreciate even the more as I look back over my life and my journey in every chapter, not to reread it, not to restudy it, but, but to just review it. God is good and he is faithful. Because see, in the trying time, the time of testing, I knew what to do. Like my brother Paul, I have learned whatever state I'm in to therefore be content. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. So on this morning, I just want to give God praise. I want to give him honor. I want to give him thanks. I want to thank him for my neighbors who reached out. See, you will ask God for one thing. Because by day three, I was down to 1% battery. Listen to me clearly. See, this is the favor of God. It was down to 1% on my battery. Hadn't been able to just check in with my family to just let them know, don't worry, we're good. Power's still off, but we're good. I was on 1%. God reserved that 1% battery for almost 24 hours. You better hear me. You better hear me. I went to ask my neighbor because, you know, in times like this, we got to pour together. And my neighbor had a generator. Now, we on day four. 
And I said, well, sir, I said, I'll pay for your, your gas to refill your generator if you would just charge my devices. Two cell phones and two laptops. So I have backup to recharge. I didn't know how much longer we was going to be without power. This is the favor of God. My neighbor said, well, ma'am, you don't have to do that. He said, it's my pleasure. He said, I'm going to go fill up me and my wife, Miss Jessica. And we're going to, when we come back, I'm going to connect the um, extension cord and throw it over your back fence. Run it through your back door and then you'll have power. He said, well, do you have heat? I said, sir, I'm not even worried about no heat. I can put on layers of clothing. I am fine. I just need to be able to keep in touch with my family just to let them know that I'm okay. See, my petition, my prayer to, to God was to be able to have my devices charged. But God said, I, I want up you. I'm going to power your whole house. It wasn't even an hour, hour and a half after that, that the power itself came back on. See, that's the favor of God. I didn't have to melt snow and ice to have water. I could flush my toilet. See, the little things, the simple things. I wasn't even asking for my whole entire house to be powered. I was just, Lord, I, I just need my devices charged. I'm sitting in the office at the desk and snow is covered everywhere. And in my tree that is still green this time of year and snow and ice is on the ground. And birds are sitting in the tree looking at me singing away. That is the favor of God. See, in every situation, in every season, if we will learn to seek and to search for the presence of God, not only will peace meet you there, not only will strategy meet you there, but favor will meet you there. Hallelujah, somebody. So see, God put in my spirit on this morning to share with you two things. Because see, while I was praying and it was quiet, I enjoyed the quiet time. I spent a lot of time reading my word and praying and worshiping. Three of my most favorite things to do. I had people in my life that had set up a command center. Phone lines are down. They done somehow got in contact with the police. Go see about my baby. They was orchestrating a plan and a strategy that if the government don't move and the highways and the byways ain't clear, we have come to the resolution. You coming out of that. I have two things to share with you on today. I don't know what your situation is. On last week, God put in my spirit to share with you. It's time to elevate. It's time to elevate your thinking. 
It's time to elevate your prayer life. It's time to elevate your vision. It's time to get clear about it. It is time to refocus. It's time to elevate. Your only resolve, your only resolution, if it don't look like what he showed, if it's not respound, re responding and saying what he spoke, he's not finished. But you got a decision and a choice to make. Are you coming out of this? Because I declare and I decree that you are. See, God didn't just bring this storm to me. He knew I was equipped and ready to withstand it. And if it was anything new that I needed to learn, he knew I have grown to a place and a posture, hear me, hear me, to not be distracted by what I see, but to dig beneath the surface in search of him. Lord, is there anything new I need to learn from this? Or is this just a storm of testing to see if I've learned from the prior ones? See, nothing in your life shall be wasted. God uses, uses it all. We waste time repeating seasons, trying to rewrite trap chapters. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I'm using that. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, before we get into our message, I just need to stop and to reflect. Take a moment to just lift your name on high to give you the glory and the honor that is due unto you. To say thank you, Lord, for your hand that sustaineth thee. To say thank you, Lord, for having people in my life that in testing times and trial times, that no matter the distance or the circumstance or the situation, the cost of the sacrifice, their only resolve is. You coming out of this. I thank you on this morning, Lord God, for your grace and your favor. In a spirit of humility, when I come, Lord God, humbly seeking that in which I need, I'm in need of. Not a spirit of greed, not a spirit of manipulation, not a spirit of a, 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 a takeover. Because I know your manner provides for me every single day. You said, daughter, I'm a one up you. Not only am I going to give you what you ask, I'm going to grant you even more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your favor that's upon my life with you and men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For every listener on this morning, Lord God, I pray that they hear from you what thus says the Spirit I pray that they take heed and marinate in your word of truth on today. That I pray they just don't hear it and let it fall away on stony ground. I pray that it don't fall upon deaf ears. But I pray in the name of Jesus, they will hide your word of truth in their hearts. Write it on a tablet, a garden and tie it around their necks. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
So Father God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of my heart, Lord God, may they all be pleasing in that sight. Thank you for who you are, your grace and your mercy, your downtime and time of reflection, your time of review. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand in my body, Lord God. Think with my mind. Speak freely through my heart, Lord God. You take over and use my tongue. In the name of Jesus, I decrease as I make room for you to increase, to have thine own way. Move freely. Move freely that through it all, Lord God, you shall get the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I have two things on this Monday morning to share with you that I pray you just will not hear on today and remember throughout today or just focus on throughout the remainder of this week. But in the hard times, in the testing times, in the times you just feel like quitting and giving up, that you will remember these two things. There's oil on your life. How do I know? I'm glad you asked. I don't have to know your story. I don't have to know your details. I don't have to know your secrets. I don't have to have to, to, to understand the words that's been written within the pages of your journal. But the fact that you're still here is evidence that there's oil on your life. You better hear what thus says the Spirit. I don't care what it looks like. I, I don't even need to know. And you shouldn't be concerned about it. There's oil on your life. There's a blessing on the other end of that burden that you're carrying. The question is, will you hold fast and faint not? There's oil on your life. And then the second thing the Spirit is telling me to share with you on this morning. Until you get to a point that the only resolution is I'm coming out of this, you're going to continue to waste time. That's a prophetic message. Some of you are wake, making excuses. Some of you are walking around with your eyes wide shut. Some of you are still walking around covered in fig leaves. See, these are the people I want to speak to on, the, on this morning. These are the people that God has placed in my spirit to call out on this morning. No more hiding behind shame or guilt. God knows you messed up, and yet he's calling your name. The question is, will you answer? No more fig leaves. With at hand, I know it seems unfair to be asked of you to do something that seems nearly impossible. But yet God is telling you to stretch forth. The question is, will you? 
to the spiritually blind on this morning, the spiritually suicidal on this morning. You better listen. I know you've become comfortable with being blind. And the fact that you've been blind for so long, it's okay that you, you, you've become okay with your, your vision being blurry. But God is calling you for a second touch. The question is, will you turn around? For those of you that's in the pig pen, then went out here in this world and become, become a part of this world. And God has called you apart, set you apart. You're waddling in self-pity and self-loathing. When God is using those things and the pig pen to lead you to truth and self-reflection, to come to yourself, to get up, to get up and go home. To those of you, hear what thus says the Spirit, that have become comfortable sitting at the gate called beautiful, Blaming mama in them and them and daddy in them and grandmama and grandpapa in them. I, I hear you. Had it not been and if I had, I understand. It would have been nice and it would have been easier if you would have had some help. It would have been nice and it would have been easier had you had another fam. I get it. But God knew. It was he that foreknew you. It was he that conceived you in your mother's womb. It was he that predestined you. He knew what environment and what family and what circumstances and what situations it was going to take. He knew the right ingredients, the right mixtures, the right times and seasons. He knew the right experiences, the right temperature, the right amount of pressure. To produce what he needed to get out of your life. There's oil on your life. See, you've been asking the Lord for what's easy. You've been asking those that are around you to feel sorry for you for what's easy. Because you've become comfortable in this place. So on this morning, that in which you've been asking, I do not have. That in which you've been petitioning before the Lord, maybe he has not granted that. Because maybe as you've been waiting on everybody else, God has been waiting on you. Saying, get up. It is time for you to pick up that bed and go. Maybe God has been saying to you, you're looking too comfortable. I hear what you've been saying. I saw what you wrote. I heard what you repeated. Yes, that is my plan. That is my desire for you. But you're looking too comfortable. And what I've placed you in, 
that I'm trying to use to use to burst something through you. Get up. To every resident in Lodabar, hear what thus says the Spirit. I know all you've all, all you've ever known is what you've always seen. And I know you've seen mama and them, grandpa and them, and grandma and them, and auntie and I get it. Generational curses. I understand. But God is calling you. And in the name of Jesus. We bind up right now in the name of Jesus, that spirit of laziness, the spirit of excuses and the spirit of poverty, the spirit of lack, no more poor in spirit, no more poor in thinking and no more poor in attitude. It is time to relocate. God is calling you forth to a new destination. It is time to elevate. God is trying to move you to a new zip code. But it's easy to remain in Lodabar. Because that gives you some fig leaf to hide behind. Lazarus. I know God could have come before. I knew he could I know he could have come come earlier. I know he didn't have to wait that long. I know it's stinking and I know it's a mess and I know it seemed like it's far too late, but come forth. He's calling you. See, there will always be a pit in a prison before your palace. And if you cannot master your pit in your prison, you will delay your palace. Hear what thus says the spirit on this morning. All of these are just seasons. They're chapters. It's not the end. It is time to turn the page. There's oil on your life. God never intended any of it to be wasted. Everything that God has ever done, it is finished. It is a done deal. We are standing under an open heaven. It's a finished work. God wants to use the oil that is on your life. What God has spoken over your life, it has already been spoken and declared. Whatever he has shown to you, he has already approved it. Whatever he has revealed, hear what thus says the spirit. It's already been guaranteed. But if you do not perceive Hear what thus says the spirit, that it is God himself that has called you. It is God himself that has chosen you. It is God himself that has equipped you. It is God himself that has established you. It is God himself that has anointed and appointed you to fulfill that in what he has spoken over your life, shown you in dreams and visions, revealed unto you, it will not be built because that's your job. That is your job. There's oil on your life. See, there's a reason for me. There's a reason that I'm still here. It's not because of my goodness, but it's for his glory. There's oil 
on your life. See, along this journey we call life, we've all been given a platform. Whether great or small, it is a platform to be used to bring God glory. It is a platform to be used as evidence for who he is and who he has been in your life. It is to draw attention to him. There's a reason God leaves the the 99 to go after the one. There's oil on your life. The very things that you've been trying to hide behind. God is saying, roll away the stone. That's what I want to use. That that very thing that you're trying to take to your grave. God is calling you to open it. He's saying, that's what I want to use. See, there are the diverse treasures of our very existence. Your influence and, 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 and my influence may be different may look different. Countless tugs of war. Leaning to my own understanding in a way that seems right. Yet obedience and submission is what he calls for. My way or the way? Which will it be? Your way or his way? Which will it be? See, this is Monday morning choices. Choose ye this day who you will serve. I have placed before you life and death. Choose life. See, it all leads to inward discoveries, self-awareness and and, and sharper vision, truth revealed, wisdom and knowledge and understanding gained, abilities and gifts and talents to serve him, to lift others. To spring forth and manifest something greater than even what we can see. Every level of granted access is for his kingdom. Shall it all be used? See, that's what we should be seeking. Because there's oil on your life. Purpose filled and driven for his glory never to be abused. Because there's oil on your life. See, we're all fertile gardens of talents and and, 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 and hidden abilities and strengths. Even more divine seedings and wisdom awaiting to be birthed and, 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 and renewed. Waiting to grow. Waiting to sprout and shine. Nurtured by faith and cultivated by truth and rooted in his safe, sacred word. There's oil on your life with this life that you and I live will you please let it show the oil that's dripping off your life see I've been beaten low and I've been hung and left out to die I've been stretched wide but I made it And if you're listening to me, if you can understand the words that are being spoken into your hearing, you're still standing too. There is oil on your life, crowned with his glory and established by his grace, daily loaded with his benefits. And it is the blessings of the Lord that has made both you and I rich. 
So will you use it wisely, this endowment that has been freely given, yet it costs you everything. And yet it's the very thing that you would choose to set aside. But God is asking for gratitude more freely and more fully, more boldly, because he's desiring you to share the reason for you so that others may be blessed and, and inspired and called to lead and to, to, to love, to lift and encourage and to empower because there's oil on your life. No more fig leaves, no more excuses. Carnality is played out because see, here's the bottom line. Abraham was old and Jacob was insecure. Leah, oh, she didn't have no filter. She was very unattractive. Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. And yet Rahab was so immoral. David, not only did he have an affair, but he had all kinds of family problems. And Elijah was suicidal. Yet Jeremiah was depressed and used in mighty ways. Jonah, the reluctant one. Peter, oh, you know. He was a mess, impulsive, hot-tempered. Martha, the sister of Lazarus, who loved Jesus dearly. He called him friend, and yet she worried a lot. The Samarian woman, who had all kinds and several failed marriages. Let's not forget Doubting Thomas, or the poor in spirit Paul, the poor in health. Let's not forget Timothy. See, there will always be something we can use as an excuse as to why we can't. But the truth of the matter is we simply won't. There's oil on your life. No more excuses. No more fig leaves. No more pig pens and no more withered hands. Your zip code no longer leads you to Lodabar. Lazarus, he has rolled away the stone and called you forth. No more gates called beautiful. There's oil on your life. God sees and he knows. You must trust. Daily, he believes in you and I believe in you too. But the question is, do you believe in the oil that's on your life? You're a designer's original, bought with a price and created for a purpose. Will it be none of you and all of he? Will you share the oil that's upon your life. I pray in the name of Jesus on today, if this word has touched you in any way, that you hone closely to this word and meditate in it and lay in it before the Lord to let him continue the conversation with each of you. Lord, this is my assignment, but these are your people. I pray that I've done you just to deliver your word of truth into the hearing of your sons and daughters. 
We receive it as done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Go forward in peace. Walk in his grace and his favor. And thank you for joining us on today. Not by accident, but in faith and on purpose. Hallelujah.